Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, gee whiz. Gosh. <laughs> it's uh, the 21st of December, and I don't know if Donald Trump knows it yet, but I think his presidency is beginning to implode. Uh, uh, wow. I don't know. We're heading into some scary... You know, I, I did... I, I tuned in to see what the... There's certain talking heads I do listen to. David Gergen being one, because he's one of those guys who's been around forever and is a true public servant. He's serious, um, serves Republicans, Democrats. And uh, I wanted to know what he was going to say, and what he said scared me, because he said he was scared. I thought, oh boy. Well, I don't think he said scared. He said nervous. Did he say nervous? I swear I wrote it down somewhere. Oh, he said, I'm very nervous. Which is close to scared, I think. Uh, and then he went on to say, and again, this is a guy who does not engage in um, extravagant hyperbole. He said, uh, this is a significant moment for the world. The fact that the one truly respected and sober voice in a position of authority was saying, I cannot in good conscience serve you anymore. So, I mean, this, I don't know, how would you, com I, this is the beginning of something, quite clearly. Um, I, you know, I, I, phrases kept sort of coming to my head as I was uh, taking in the, the news last night. And this clearly seems to be the beginning of, of some kind of end. The problem is, as David Gergen suggests, that with this lunatic at the head of our government and continue, continuing on with very few people in his orbit who will do anything to stop him, you know, there were those who, when he first came into office, took some solace in the fact that he had these illegal... Look at all the generals. I mean, these guys are, you know, sober guys. They're all gone now. Every one of them. Um, and an unchecked Trump is a global threat. And I was looking at what other countries were, uh, of how, how they were reacting, and my God, they're scared too. Because he has and is um, toppling the world order that has existed since World War II and creating a vacuum that his pal, Vladimir Putin, and uh, the Chinese president, Xi, is only too happy to fill. And so those who, you know, it, it occurs to me, the people who voted for him, who wanted someone to shake things up, are, you know, I can see wanting to shake things up, but of course then you put somebody in who is <laughs> serious and, uh, you know, coherent and has a strategy and a plan, not some petulant 
child who considers all of this sort of a plaything. There are a lot of people, and many of them are American voters, who don't realize that the globe, that this world and the people on it and the countries that, that uh, exist in it uh, live within a certain framework. They speak to each other in a certain language. They negotiate uh, always with their nation's uh, interests foremost, but ultimately with the understanding that no one can survive. I'm back to a whisper. Well, is that true? Are the, the rest of you agree? And I was being so coherent. Well, I, um, and, and they think they can, you know, Trump is childish, and a lot of Americans who voted for him are childish. Uh, things have consequences. And the consequences of this erratic, impulsive, insane, I suspect, presidency is frightening, is destabilizing the entire world order, and for what purpose, may I ask? Who is benefiting. I mentioned two people, loud and clear I'm hearing from somebody. Um, I, I mentioned two people who, and two nations that might benefit, that'd be Russia. And uh, everyone else is telling me it's loud and clear. So, I don't know. Jeez! Thank you. Let's now cease and desist on volume. Um, uh, the reality is, is that the United States, for better or worse, and sometimes one and sometimes the other, since World War II, has been the leader of all nations. It has been looked to as a stabilizing global force, and that's gone. And it doesn't just have an impact on us. It has an impact on every other nation on earth in their decision-making, in how they will view us in the future. Notice I didn't say going forward, which I hate. Uh, this is extraordinarily consequential. And I don't know, I mean, I haven't even mentioned that he's, you know, the petulant, the petulant president is uh, potentially, uh, the government will shut down in um, 14 hours. And, uh, I don't know how that's going to play out, but if he's, he was tweeting very early this morning and sticking to his guns because Ann Coulter said something nasty about him, and so did Rush Limbaugh and Fox, and, uh, you know, those are, his, those are his guys. They give him his marching orders. Wow. So this is the beginning of something. And it could be something very scary. It because this presidency will not end in a pacific way. It will not end uh, cleanly. But I think it's the beginning of the end. And I don't know what that means. But given the man atop it all, uh, 
it's going to be ugly and very messy. And all because the American people elected a buffoon, a lying, cheating buffoon to the most important job in the world. Way to go, you Trump voters. Well done. We have a call. Hello, caller. Hi. Hi there, Lynn. Hi. Hey, um, I um, agree with Trump of pulling troops out of Syria and Afghanistan, but his approach is all wrong, as usual. I think we should pull out of it's been 18 years in Afghanistan, and I think the Pentagon has got us so buffaloed that we're, we need this for defense. We're actually spending money on offense by invading these countries, and I think it makes us less safe in the world. Now, there's maneuvers and things they have to do, but I think they're, they never found a war they didn't love. So long as they keep the war machine going, they love it because they're – and like Lindsey Grant, he was complaining because his donors – or people that have contractors probably out over there making money over hand over fist. So it's all big uh, money makers, all it is. It's blood money is what it is. It's, it's sad that our country's come to that. That's what it is. Now, we have to have defense. I understand that. But the biggest defense we have is the nukes we have. Because any country that has nukes, we don't mess with them. And any country that has nukes, other countries don't pretty much, they stay away from it. So we have an arsenal that is our defense. This offense approach is so ridiculous. Until people wise up about it, that we're blowing money, burning good money after bad money, the opposite, it's ridiculous. And like I said, he does everything so half-assed. It's time to get him out. Okay. That's the... Yep. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's the... Okay, thank you. Thank you. Goodbye. Um, I didn't agree with a lot of what you were saying, but I sure agree with that. Um, Yeah, I mean, Afghanistan, disaster. Uh, Syria, I'm not so sure, but, you know, you cannot, as a nation, take a stand and say to the people who are there on the battlefield with you, and I'm talking specifically, as I did yesterday, I flagged this yesterday before Mattis resigned. The Kurds. What Trump has done in Syria is a death sentence to some wonderful human beings. We have been told, and I haven't seen this absolutely, the I dotted and the T crossed, that Erdogan of Turkey called Trump yesterday, or the day before, and said to him, I'm going after the Kurds in Syria, and this is a heads up to you. Um... Erdogan has been after the Kurds forever. He sees them as a threat. So we abandon these people who fought and died and helped us in Iraq. Who would ally themselves with us in the future? You don't deploy troops and then bang, say, all right, we're out of here. You do not do that, obviously. If, as the caller said, it makes sense for us to get out, you do it in a, in a manner that ameliorates the damage to your own interests, your troops, your and the people who have been there with you. You don't pull the rug out from under 
and cede the entire space to people who are not on our side. I mean, this guy is a, if this ain't a Manchurian president, I don't know what is. It is beyond me. And, I mean, we're in a very, this, this Trump administration is now truly, officially, being run by crazy people and neo-fascists, if you ask me. There's some who are on the neo-fascist side. There are other just greedy capitalist assholes who are trying to cash in. Meanwhile, look what's going on with the stock market. What does a stock market not like at all? I mean, this is a stock market like goes swoons, goes into fainting spells if uh, you know a Fed chair or a president uh, sneezes, right? Well, this is a little bigger than that. When the, Unite, when the whole world order is thrown up into the air, when the United States has become a destabilizing force and is headed by an unstable man, you think the stock market's going to do well? This month, the stock market is the worst month in stock market history since... 1931. Need I remind you the state the United States was in in 1931. And now this fool is intent on shutting down the entire government because he can't get money to build. Oh, he's not calling it a wall anymore. He specifically said in one tweet that he's not calling it a wall. I think he means by doing that then that his promise to build a wall, if it doesn't happen, he, he, won't, he will be able to say, uh, well, yeah, I'm not building a wall. I'm building, he, instead of wall, he now says, what, steel slats? Is this guy even Saw somebody who said, says, I'm getting out of here. This place is insane. I, uh, in the midst of watching CNN on this, and I checked out MSNBC, um, and found CNN a better fit, um, I thought, see what Fox is doing. I uh, n almost never do that. See what Fox is doing in this most consequential moment in American history. And I turned on Fox, and what do I see? First, I hear it, because the audio came on first. And I said, it was Susan Collins. And she was talking about the Kavanaugh hearing. And they were doing this puff piece on Susan Collins, Woman of Courage. And you realize that the people, the people who voted for him, who watch Fox News, they don't have a clue what's going on. They don't understand what is in reality happening. Scary. It's scary stuff. We have a call. Caller, go ahead. Hi, Lynn. 
Can you hear me? No, I lost you for a second. Now I hear you. What? Who is it? Uh, this is Jeff. Hi, Greenfield. Jeff. Okay. Hi. Hi. I, I don't have much to say, but, you know, the only thing I take away from the last two years is that, holy shit, did Vladimir Putin get his money's worth? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ain't that the truth. It is amazing. Ain't that and, the you know, truth. Just, oh, he got his money's worth, man. And you know what? pisses me off even more than the American people electing this buffoon is the fact that these bastard Republicans go along with it no matter what. Yep. They're the real traitors. Yep. Trump, he's just an asshole. But those people, they are really, they're treasonous. Yeah, I think so. I think so. They certainly are not putting nope. country first. Mm-mm. No, just their on own power. On a completely power. unrelated note. Yeah. Are you going to be on next week, or nope. like, uh, are you taking a vacation? I am. This is my last show of the year. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Well, happy New Year to you. I love you. Uh, have if you travel, safe travels. Thank I hope you. all goes well. Thank you. And best regards to your family. Oh, thank you so much, Jeff. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Talk to Bye-bye. you next year. Bye. Yeah, we'll be yep. back uh, January 2nd. Um, but I always have a tendency to, when I take off, all hell breaks loose in the in the news. God. Well, whether I'm here or whether I'm... Jesus. So uh, we do owe Mattis. It's Mattis who set this, uh, who, who, who forced uh, the United States to... Um, look at the seriousness of all of this uh, in his resignation and in the letter he wrote, which is a a letter from a serious public servant as opposed to a power-hungry, narcissistic buffoon. And the first thing in the letter that struck me was the first sentence. I have been privileged to serve as our country's 26th Secretary of Defense. Because what Trump requires and what he gets from most of the folks around him would have been a sentence that said, I have been privileged to serve you, right? It was no privilege for Mattis to serve this man. And do you know he was at his desk this morning at uh, 6.15? It's people like that that you elevate, that you can sleep at night. They're they're not idiots. They're serious. You might not agree with their politics or certain things, but at least, I mean, it's come to this, at least they're serious and they have values. Trump has none. They have consciences. Trump has none. They do not, well, I needn't, I needn't go on. I, I, I mean, it's, at one point I, I saw a, a, just a cringe, cringing, horrible televised moment of Wolf Blitzer interviewing Stephen Miller. Is there a more loathsome human being than Stephen Miller. Okay, Mitch McConnell? I don't know, but Stephen Miller. Ugh. And 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 he 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 was back to being bald. He didn't have that that ridiculous sprayed on V thing that he had on Meet the Press on Sunday. Did you see that? It was unbelievable. It was like an arrowhead. Somebody had spray painted on him. 
That wasn't there. But there he was, this vile human being, spouting the most vile craziness about how it was worth shutting the government down because if we didn't have that wall, apparently, we were all going to be murdered in our sleep by Honduran women fleeing for their lives. It was this crazed, xenophobic, racist, inhumane, vile lies the guy was spouting. And what he was saying is, no, we have got to shut this government down because the Democrats do not believe in national security, do not believe in securing the nation. And we do. And that wall has got to be built. Shortly after that, I see Nancy Pelosi, and she is saying, our national security is at risk. And she was talking not about a fucking wall or steel slats, as we're now supposed to say. She was talking about General Mattis leaving and that there was no one who could or would even attempt to restrain this idiot in the Oval Office. A slightly different view of national security and our, our, our nation's uh, health and future at stake to these clowns and more than clowns, they're evil clowns like Stephen Miller who want nothing more than to instill fear in Americans, telling them that they are going to be killed. Really, that's what he said, killed, raped. If we don't build the wall, which is crazy. You know, if you buy, I'm going to say this because it's true. I'm looking at him, and if you put an SS uniform on that guy, it would fit to He looks like it. He looks like a cartoon of like a Nazi propaganda minister. And he sounds like one. His view of keeping America safe is nothing more than racist, xenophobic claptrap. And in fact, what they're doing by this, what? And we're just getting out of Afghanistan and we're getting out of Syria. What they do by destabilizing us is actually, of course, make us less safe. And the caller was talking about, you know, we got nukes. Yeah, you want to use them? I don't think so. The people who hit us on 9-11, would nukes have done anything for them? Oy. And then this other news yesterday, I mean, we barely even see the news. We see that the acting attorney general, this stooge, this idiot, this, this, this thief, this almost should be a felon, this guy who took down a, you know, was on a corporation that the FTC, the Federal Trade Commission, FTC, went in and, and shut down. The acting attorney general... He uh, he has cleared himself to oversee the Mueller investigation. 
disregarding the the ethics uh, specialists in the Justice Department who said to him, you know, I mean, legally, technically, uh, there's nothing illegal uh, if you don't, but it sure would smell to high heaven if you don't. And he said, fine, (laughs) it'll smell to high heaven. And then we also find out yesterday that William Barr, the guy that uh, is supposed to replace him, the one that Trump actually nominated to be the attorney general, uh, wrote memos months and months and months ago saying that he thought the Mueller Mueller investigation was uh, in, in some respects unconstitutional. So... When I say, I don't know what we're heading into here, I think it's the beginning of some kind of an end, but they aren't going to go easily and watch out in regard to Mueller. Watch out, because McConnell and the rest are refusing to safeguard him. We have a lot of callers uh, queuing up. Let Let me get to the phone. Go ahead, please. Hello. 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 Yes. Oh, Clarence thank- Cannonsburg. Oh my my. Clarence Cannonsburg. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rhetorical question. I've been thinking about this for the last couple of days. Uh, um, they're talking about building a wall to protect us from rapists and murderers and all that. Mm-hmm. But there is no wall, and where are the rapists and murderers? <laughs> I know. I know. There's no wall now. I know. And nobody, and there's no rapist and murderer. Well, I myself have not been no murdered sense. or raped. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And anyone falling for it, what the hell? Oh, dear. Yeah, I, that, that, I have to say, confuses me. You know, I, you know, I go with my little armchair psychology and all that kind of good stuff, and still... I can't make it make sense to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. No, well, it doesn't. It makes why, sense. Why people can't see that. Yeah, yeah, why people can't say that. We have to build this wall to protect us from these hordes of rapists and murderers co- coming across. But there is no wall right now. I know. And no rapists and murderers. Are they waiting for them to build it so they can well, jump see, over it? What's going on? Anytime <laughs> an, 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 you know, an undocumented immigrant commits a crime, that becomes you know, huge news on Fox. And so they feed Trump's base a steady diet of news of murderous uh, and rape, you know, whatever. You know, they probably pray for, you know, people to get raped and murdered by illegal aliens so that they can do another story. M- Miller, the Stephen Miller uh, in in the interview I saw yesterday actually was saying, "Do you we need this now? Do you want you want some illegal alien getting drunk and driving and killing your daughter?" Because there is I I I don't know, there is an instance of that happening where someone was killed by Isn't that something? Yeah, and to, to me it's like um the interviewer need to need to be quicker on their feet. Well, of course not. But how many people in America, American-born citizens, were drove drunk and killed somebody? Exactly. And you know, Wolf Blitzer <laughs> didn't. He, Wolf Blitzer was just sitting there looking like what? And I was thinking, Wolf, say, what percentage of drunk drivers who kill somebody are illegal? You know, immigrants. Yeah. It's like ninety nine percent. If we're worried about I mean, murder, one uh, percent. Yeah, it's. Yeah, if we're worried about murder, why aren't we deporting middle aged white guys? Exactly right. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, and the most terrorist attacks in this country are committed acts of terror committed by exactly white guys, native born yeah. Christians too. Exactly. That's right. Thank you, yeah. Clarence. Thank you, Clarence. Thank you, and uh, <laughs> happy New Year and all that stuff. You Have too. Have a good vacation. Yeah, you too. All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Bye. bye.
Um, we have another call. Caller, go ahead, please. Hello. Hey, it's hey Lynn. Happy, uh, happy holidays. Oh yeah. Am I allowed to say that still? Happy holidays. <laughs> I think you are. Yeah. <laughs> Given the ownership of your, <laughs> of the, Pittsburgh City Paper. Um, it's great. I mean, I love Clarence, but he's calling me to be deported now. <laughs> well, I mean, guy. it is true. It is white guys <laughs> that are the greatest threat in America. It is. But can I? I wake up every day, and there's just this moment of surreality, you know, that where, like, the the dreadful yet absurd knowledge of whom is in the Oval Office, you know, you know, once again filters in my, into my consciousness, uh, that we have, uh, you know, this grifter wielding the powers of the, uh, of the presidency, and he's being run by Rush Limbaugh and Ann Coulter and Vladimir Putin. Um, you know, it... It's it's just psychological whiplash from only two years ago when we had you know two decent intelligent men of integrity as as president and vice president. Now our government is being run by criminals, incompetents, racists, uh, religious kooks, and authoritarians. Yep. That that's that's who we have in charge. Yes, we do. Of most of our government. Yeah, we we, the, we do. The, the Republican the Republican Party no longer believes, by the way, in democratic principles. Nope. Small d. No. They don't. They don't believe. No. I mean, look what's happening in Maine, Michigan, North Carolina, Wisconsin. Uh, where, I, I mean, in Wisconsin, it's simply blatant. Where uh, the um, the speaker of their state house, you know, said flat out that they have to take powers away from the, from the governor because he's liberal and he's going to enact policies that they don't agree with. And furthermore said that, uh, you know, if you just, if like, it's almost illegitimate that he wields power because his, his victory came from running up big margins in Madison and Milwaukee. Right. Because why, why should people in the cities, you know, where, yeah, where, yeah, right. where all the like commerce is done, and yeah. uh, they have you know the uh, the most advanced hospitals and universities right. and research centers and all the arts and co- yeah, why should they count? Well, I, you know, I think I think it was the I think it was the Republican head of the, the the assembly there who said, you know, if you take Madison and Milwaukee out of the yeah. picture. Wisconsin is well, you a that common in, in, in here that, in Pennsylvania. Well, if, if you just subtract Philadelphia Pittsburgh County and, and Pittsburgh, <laughs> right. and, yeah, and and some 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 of Allegheny County, like, right? Get rid of well, those pesky, uh, yeah, urban people. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I, I it, it's it it really yeah it's it's something, and you're right, and uh, and it. it I mean, it's hard to believe, and I, you know, you're you're certainly not alone waking can, up every can morning. I, can I at least give you some? Hello. We're, you're cutting out for some reason. Oh, okay. Can I at least wish you, you know, like I, I'll, like I said, happy holidays, happy uh-huh. new year, yeah. happy Hanukkah, the yeah. the, the very minor yeah. Jewish holiday that was elevated because yes. of Christmas. Yes. Uh, but if you want to see something funny, go find the. There's a little clip of. Uh, Kajerson, Kajilson. Oh, I saw it. I saw it. Neil, I should be. I should feel ashamed of making fun of her name, given my last name. But she's a major kajasshole, so I don't. I know um, what you're gonna say. Is it her wall? She's, she's we doing, need wall. We want we wall. wall. We need wall. Apparently, Trump, having learned that like Beltway people, you know, drop the the definitive article the when it comes to you know institutions like the CIA. FBI, etc., decided yeah. that from now on, officially, his people have to refer to it as wall, not the wall. No, she actually, so it, I mean, we, I saw the we, clip. It is, it's my... We I, need I, wall. Vote she, for wall. She, yeah, she's in front of a, a, a congressional com, committee, and she says, we need wall. We want wall. And I thought, what the... <laughs> I know. I know. We are... We, I know. God help us all. 
Happy New Year, it's although I don't think it's going to be. It's to be absurd with these people. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for your good wishes and uh, God we, help We need all. end. We need this end. <laughs> we need over. <laughs> Vote for over. Vote for end. Okay, yes, end. Thank, <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye. I mean, I, I saw the clip. On, somebody had it on Twitter, and I thought, we, she actually said we need wall, and then she repeated it. We need wall, or we have to have wall. That's why they're going to shut down the government so that almost a million federal workers a few days before Christmas are not going to be paid, right? And then what was it? Somebody said, one of these Trump people, well, eventually, you know, they get paid. It's not like they don't get the money uh, later. I'm thinking, what the hell? Do these people understand how most maybe Americans live paycheck to paycheck? (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, David in the strip writes, such an inverted world in which we exist. Conservatives advocate the spending of billions of dollars of confiscatory taxes, and liberals are concerned with the withdrawal of U.S. troops who live within the crosshairs of death each moment of the day when deployed overseas and and were saddened by the plunge of the stock market, depleting the ill-gotten gains of millionaires. It's people's 401ks is what I'm thinking about. I don't give a hoot for the millionaires. There are real regular Americans in that market now. There are like pension funds invested in that market now. And because most workers don't have pensions anymore, we were shoved into those 401ks. That's our, that's our retirement is in the market now. And somebody might have built up a, a little nest egg and they're thinking, okay, I'm going to be okay. And they're watching it evaporate. And if they are older, as am I, there's no time to recoup those losses. So when I see the stock market going down, I'm not thinking, oh, poor rich people are losing money. No, I'm thinking of workers who no longer have pensions. They have 401ks, and they're invested in that market. And God help them. Jesus. Okay, Bob wants me to mention that uh, KDK Radio has hired Wendy Bell. Yeah, big shock. It's a good fit. That's all I had to say. She's joining Marty Griffin. I'm sure he's thrilled. Uh, And I saw, so they have a new lineup out. And let me tell you something about this lineup. Uh, A normal talk radio shift is three hours. That's what I did all through my radio career. Three hours. You'd go nine to noon, you go noon to three, you go three to six. Those are the those are the slots. And after three hours of extemporaneous talk, keeping a conversation going, if calls aren't coming, you look believe me, after three hours I would emerge from the studio looking I'd, looking like I'd been in a in a prize fight it's exhausting 
And that's why three hour, a three-hour talk shift is considered as, as much as you do. I've never heard of what KDK is doing now. They're doing four hours. And so maybe, right, uh, they're letting Marty have Wendy to get him through a four-hour shift. And they have put Lynn Hayes Freeland on prior to them in another four-hour shift by herself, God help her. The only positive thing I want to say is at least for the first time, KDKA has decided that women are capable of talk. I don't frankly, I wouldn't necessarily have chosen the women they chose, and they actually have a black woman Monday through Friday, which is something they've never been able to do either. So I'll give them that. And, but for Lynn, Lynn, congratulations on doing what I didn't think I'd live to see breaking through that white male behemoth there. But God help you, babe, four-hour shift. And she's no spring chicken. I hope, Lynn, pace yourself. Dear God. And Wendy effing Bell, spare me. All right. That station is is a, has been a joke in my estimation for years now. Just a joke. They they don't care about real talent. They've hired they they've had people on their air who wouldn't do it. I mean, when I look at like the WTAE talk lineup back in our day, that was a talk station with a variety of views variety of true personalities, including me, Doug Hirth. I mean, come on, that is what talk is. It's not what they do. They just throw somebody up in front of a microphone, and if they can talk, well, good, look, they can talk. Jesus. Anyway. All right, I mean, I have other stuff here. We got to end on a happier note. We just do. Um, oh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has, um, well, sort of under the radar, they used to have a program called the Climate and Health Program. They don't anymore. They've gotten rid of it. They've expunged the word climate from the name of the new consolidated office that they've created uh, so that even the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention have outlawed the word, I mean, climate. <sighs> and just so as you know that... Um, Our country is not the only country that's got some horrible people in its government. That countries we like to think of as fellow democracies um, also are going through these uh, xenophobic and ugly times, as you know, if you're paying any attention. Denmark has just passed a law listen to this, that requires someone who is being given Danish citizenship at their ceremony where they say, and I pledge allegiance to Denmark and all that, and I'm a, you know, and wave a flag like we do here, they have passed a law which says that at that ceremony you have to shake hands. You know why they do? What kind of an idiotic thing is that? 
You know what that's about. It's forcing Muslims to shake hands with women. They're doing this, and it's also Orthodox Jews who won't touch a woman who's not their wife. So why that would in any way, and you can't wear gloves. They actually took time to write a law which is intended to keep Muslims from even bothering or to make them uncomfortable. Denmark also passed a law, and this was like a year ago, prohibiting face veils uh, in public. And then, you know, a Danish newspaper looked into um, how many Muslim women were wearing veils in public in Denmark. You know what they came up with? Fewer than 200. They passed a law. This is ugly, xenophobic, and bigoted. And Denmark is not alone. Authorities in Switzerland and France have recently cited uh, uh, lack of assimilation in, in rejecting citizenship to foreigners who refuse to shake hands. mentioned this stupid Moonbis at CBS. You saw that he's not getting his severance pay, which was millions, 120 million. Because they sa the board has now said you were, you know, you broke the contract, you're fired, you know, with cause, so you don't get the 120 mil on the way out. But guess what? Guess what? I read this in the New York Times business section a few days ago. CBS while not giving him $120 million, has been footing the bill for Moonves' legal fight to get the $120 million. So CBS is paying his attorneys to fight CBS. And that's expected to easily run up to 20 million bucks in fees. You know, white guys, those white guys, they get, they, I mean, man, boy, what a world they inhabit. What a world, even when there's consequences and they lose something terrible, they still, they're showered with millions in gifts. Uh, I'm sorry, Gigi, this is just way too long for me to read on air. Um, I can't. I'll read it later, but I, it's too long. Uh, little Tony says, it's like we have the ultimate Scrooge in the White House. If the, if the country doesn't fall apart, I'm hoping you have some wonderful time off for Christmas. And yeah. God knows what I'm coming back to with you guys on January 2nd. You know, every time I say Happy New Year this this year, I think, what an empty, what an empty phrase. It's going to be a frightening New Year. I guess you can mean it on a personal level, but, uh, you know, yow. Tony says, I'm hearing you talk about KDEK and have to tell you, as a local talk show listener, I will not be listening to Wendy Bell. I heard her subbing recently and have had to turn the radio off. What a fake. Oh, she's just creepy. Glad for Lynn Hayes Freeland. I guess they kicked McIntyre to the curb. Always the best to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The nasty business. So, cultural appropriation, something I, um, <laughs> I talk about on occasion. 
turns out there are um, apparently the Disney Corporation copyrighted the phrase Hakuna Matata, which is, you know, from the Lion King and the song that Hakuna Matata. They, they copywrote it, and that is causing an absolute stir in Africa because it's a Swahili phrase. How do you get to, how do you copyright? It's like copywriting good morning, you know? Uh, Hakuna Matata. It means no worries in Swahili. Um, and Disney apparently, I, I, I don't know. There's some s- ridiculous um, uh, story here in the Times about a big debate in London because they're remaking The Lion King and it's going to starve Beyonce and all this stuff. And now there's this uh, effort to... Uh, boycott it or whatever because of the (laughs) you know when I think of all the things going on in the world I have to say this is not like way up on my on my list but still um, a Kenyan newspaper the business daily in in Kenya said it's part of the pilferage of African culture over the years and um, yeah I mean it's a common expression in Swahili how do you get to copyright that But it turns out copyright law is, I mean, Apple, for instance, is, it's not like none of us can use the word Apple because Apple copywrote Apple. (laughs) And I think that would be the same for Hakuna Matata if you're speaking Swahili, but I guess it has more to do with, I don't know. Also, to further muddle muddle the issue, it says at least two other American firms, a wedding business and a vitamin company, have also trademarked Hakuna Matata. Well, how can more than one trademark it? And if that's not outrageous enough, did you see that a company in Ohio, in Columbus, Milton, you're in Columbus, a Columbus clothing company, has applied for a trademark on the word Yinzer. Well, for those of you who don't know, uh, it's what Pittsburghers call each other. We're Yinzers. Um, it's called the, the name is uh, of the company is Homage or Homage. I don't know how they pronounce it. They have a store in East Liberty, and they sell a lot of shirts and baby onesies with Yinzer on the front. <coughs> anyway. Turns out that another company trademarked Yinzer in 2012. <laughs> so I don't, what trademark law? What the hell kind of craziness is this? So like if you say Yinzer, they can sue us? No, that's not the way it is. And ordinary words and phrases can be subject to trademark rights, says this professor at Pitt. Uh, even common words that are linguistically distinctive, like Yinzer. Um, But, I guess, I don't know. I just saw it and it seemed absurd. Uh, B writes from, Bree writes from Dubai. Happy holidays from Dubai. We'll be listening in the new year. What day are you back? Uh, The second. January 2nd, and then Bree says, go Steelers. Yeah, well, I wish him a lot of luck. Who the hell knows? I mean, anything's possible. My gut tells me it's not their year, but then, you know, what do I know? Okay, guys, um, I hope we're all here when uh, I get back on the second. I hope if you're traveling for the holidays, you have safe travel and uh, an uninterrupted travel, which is never the case. And um, I hope you have a, a good holiday and uh, a personal happy new year, okay? 
Thank you all. See you next year. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.